Hello and welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC live here on ESPN Plus. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Stevie Nichol, Craig Burley and Frank LeBeuf. The big news, of course, coming from the US camp ahead of their massive game against the Netherlands on Saturday is that Christian Pulisic is fit to play Sam Borden. We'll be speaking to him a little later on in the show, but we'll kick things off with yet more drama today in the group stages, which of course concluded, and as it has been throughout this tournament, unpredictable to say the least. As in Group H, it is Portugal and South Korea who advance. South Korea coming from behind to beat Portugal by two goals to one. Uruguay would beat Ghana 2-0. But because South Korea have scored more goals in this tournament, they advance. Uruguay are out. Well, welcome to the show. Nader Manure, of course, has been at the World Cup for us. And we'll hear from Nader in a moment. But, Craig, it just keeps getting crazier this this tournament in the yeah. sense that you kind of thought oh today would be a little more straightforward but it wasn't and a lot of the games are, are like at the death with all this injury time been added yeah there's, there always feels as if there's something hanging on it and there always feels as if there's another team or two who have already just finished just beforehand and they're waiting and we had it again today uh obviously the the uh, South Korea got the job done yep. against a, a changed Portugal team and they went behind early on, fought back, got a goal from a set piece, scored a brill. I mean, the goal South Korea scored from Portugal set piece, yeah. the whole, was it suddenly run the whole length of the field yeah. and then the pass was onside, passing the run. You thought, oh my God, that's absolutely perfect. And then all the drama, obviously, in, in the Uruguay-Ghana game, Ghana miss a penalty. Uh, and after that, they just completely collapsed. Once they missed that penalty, they were yeah. gone. And it was whether South Korea could hang on. But uh, yeah, Uruguay can kick themselves for the way they played in the first two games. What's interesting is that obviously the South Korea game finished first. Yeah. So they're just waiting yeah. to, to hear the news of what's going to happen between Uruguay and in the end, the emotion you saw from the South Korea players. That was crazy. Sensational. Because they were already crying. We saw Sonny already yes. crying at yeah. the end because of the performance that they just achieved, not knowing if they would uh, have gone through. And, uh, and then there's a guy from the staff who said, it's good. Yeah. And then they got crazy. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. I love that spirit and uh, what we are seeing. I, I've just checked that we had eight games with surprises, but at the end of the day, some team didn't finish the job. Right. Started with uh, France, you know, uh, we made so many changes, uh, but we had Spain, we had Brazil, we had Portugal. And uh, I don't know if we can get into conclusion about that. I don't know if the big, big team are still big, big team, but I think they are so-called smaller teams who are doing great and uh, and I enjoy the game I enjoy what they offer to the to the audience and uh, it's a great World Cup so far yeah it certainly is the South Korea celebration at the end were brilliant weren't they? yeah and they've been under a lot of pressure as well which is crazy you know at, at home they've been because of the performances and particularly Son uh, so for them to end up going through yeah. it's, it's actually a lot of relief as much as excitement as well but it's not just those games not just those games that, that when teams like Portugal have put out a, a week inside, some of the other games have been absolutely fantastic as well. I mean, again, this afternoon we saw yeah. with, with Switzerland and Serbia. I mean, you talk about chopping and changing. You know, one team goes to Swiss, go ahead, then a 2-1 down, then a 3-2 up. I mean, this game could have been 7-6. Mm. So for all different types of reasons... Some fantastic games. Just one thing, Dan, no team has nine points. No, no one won. In fact, I think England were the best performing team if you look at the... Oh, the you goal. had to put in no, I'm just, the conversation. I'm just saying. Uh, Nadem, do you feel sorry for Uruguay at all? Um, I don't know if I feel sorry for them now because I had the... Uh, I don't know if it was pleasure or displeasure of seeing them in that first half in their second group game against Portugal and they were so, so bad. It almost seems like they didn't really want to score and there was a reaction in the second half. But it just seems that this is who they are at this tournament and lo and behold, they end up failing to get through because they didn't score enough goals. And it was an incredible time to be watching that game. I think it was very fortunate to be here, being surrounded by so many people with a huge interest in the World Cup and in these games. And that difference in time between, say, when the South Korea game finished to when the Uruguay game was finished. And then you saw two teams where half the side decided they no longer wanted to defend. Half the players for Ghana were like, no, I'm just going to attack. Half the players for, um, for Uruguay were like, no, we're just going to go and attack. 
and it was amazing. And I think I was with Julian Laurent yesterday, and he mentioned how it wasn't a revenge job for Ghana. Yet still, with the last two minutes to go in that game, when you're 2-0 down, it kind of felt like they were time-wasting. So, you know, that's a little <laughs> subplot within the thing itself. And uh, it's been absolutely incredible. You know, I've loved every second of this so far. And the way these games are finishing, you know, it's truly, truly remarkable because it seems like there's a new storyline just waiting to be written. There were ugly scenes, weren't there, when the Uruguay players were chasing the referee down the tunnel yeah. at the end. They obviously felt that they should have had at least one penalty in the game. Yeah, and uh, I don't agree with them. Uh, I thought, in, in particular, the one where Darwin Nunes was through. Yeah. I, I think there was contact with the player and just enough contact with the ball at the same time pretty much and I think that the referee checked it on VR he was good with it and then there was a Cavani one at the end but look you cannot chase the referee or you should not be chasing the referee I mean I think it was a German referee he, he said he smelt what was happening yeah. and he got down the tunnel as quick but they chased after him but this challenge the challenge on Nunez here yeah. what was interesting is as you mentioned he was sent to the monitor and normally we can't kind of think, oh, that's it. You know, yeah, he's, yeah. he's going he's to give a penalty, but he stuck to his guns. I was so pleased because on top of it, we were <clears throat> watching an American television, you know, broadcast, and they were all saying that it was uh, a penalty. So I was so happy to, uh, because I was in my hotel room and I said, no, there is contact with the ball. He doesn't really touch the player. There is no penalty. And uh, that's only fair for me. And the, the, the ref did very good in that matter. Where, why, where was all this commitment in the first two games? I mean, you right. see all these pictures we've just looked at, and we knew them. The first two games, they were awful. And if they'd been as committed in the first two games as they were to chasing the referee, then we might not be talking about, about, what the, about Uruguay going out. Mm. It'd be interesting to see if the Uruguayans are going to just moan about the referee or whether they're actually going to sit but, down. Well, well, it, it's in, are they going to sit down and, and, and think about the first two games? Or it, are they just going to blame that? It's interesting you bring that up because they do blame what happened in the second game. This is what the Uruguayan coach had to say. Now, you remember that the second goal that Portugal scored was the penalty mm -hmm. that we agreed shouldn't have been given. As was, that the, the, was that the Yes, when the, when the player was, was looking to steady himself, yeah. and obviously the ball hit that. Uh, we're out because of Portugal's penalty and goal difference. It's not the point, rather, to the contrary. We are not out because of that point. It's because of the penalty that was awarded in extra time that, according to FIFA, was not a penalty. But they're still complaining it wasn't their fault. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you want to complain about today's decision or the, the, the decision previously. They're blaming the referees and they're blaming decisions right. for, because they're going home. Right. How about you look at yourself first? That, that's no, the, but still, Stevie, I can understand the, the frustration of players because of details. Football is made of details. And if you feel that details come against you all the time. There were some yes. other, two other actions today where I think there's an obstruction from a Ghana player where he's like three yards away from the ball and clearly makes an obstruction to the player. And then we have the Cavani chance of the last um, five minutes of the game where there is... Contact, like this modern time to say, uh, but uh, whether it's a penalty, I don't know. You're saying no, I'm saying maybe. You're saying that uh, Cavani is doing the, everything to get the penalty. That's that, that action exactly. So, at the end of the day, you, you feel frustrated and it's only fair and human to complain about that, especially with the penalty that FIFA made. Every country that gets knocked out of this competition and every country that gets yeah. knocked out in 2018 when I think we first had VAR at major tournaments and everyone before that when it was just going down the pub and talking about it over <laughs> a beer because we didn't have the technology and it was just sort of, uh, you know, the bird's eye view at the time. Everybody's saying, well, that decision went away when Germany will be complaining, you know, Costa Rica will be complaining, Uruguay will be complaining, all these teams going out, Iran and Wales and whatnot. It, it, it's not an ideal world we live in. Right. You know, and, and people are going to make 66, mistakes. And I think you know, the goal of I'm Germany. I guess we're all in the same boat here. <laughs> I don't mind sticking up for a team that goes out on decisions. If, they've, if you look at their side and say they've given everything, Things just didn't go their way and you feel for them. That's true. That's not the case. No, it's not. Right. That is not the case. But he is factually correct, though, isn't he, Nadam? It's that goal which FIFA admitted should not have been given as a penalty cost them. Uh, 
Kind of, kind of. I think within this game today against Ghana, Ghana for me weren't anywhere near their best. And I think if they would have decided to try and push on and get some more goals in that match themselves before realizing that they that they had to, then maybe things could have been different. And it's fair, you know, you can be upset about that decision. But that's a game ago. If you feel you've been wrong, then take it out in the next game. And I think for the Cavani penalty incident, you know, it was only last week when we hear from the FIFA technical committee how well Ronaldo did to win himself this penalty and how he was a genius. Well, the <laughs> one today, if that one Ronaldo one was a penalty, then this one surely should be a penalty itself. But still, you know, maybe this is a double standard. But ultimately, they got upset, they get tight about the fact that that decision didn't go their way. But they still could have done more. They could have done more in the first game, the second game, and definitely in this game now, because all of a sudden, when the time was ticking down and they knew they needed to do something, you saw them be more expansive. You saw them show a, a sense of desperation. Well, maybe that could have started five minutes earlier instead of waiting, knowing full well that one goal for South Korea would completely change the, uh, the setup in that group. I mean, they're only going home a game early, aren't they, really, to be honest with you? Right. I mean, I get it. You want to get to the knockouts, of course you do. But they've been ranked rotten. I mean, they were better today, but as Nedham said, Ghana missed the penalty and then sort of collapsed a little bit. They scored two great goals, I have to say, Uruguay, certainly the second one. Yeah. Uh, but they had a chance to go and score the third and the fourth, and that, that would have made the difference. They didn't do it. They took Suarez off. He looked better today, but I still laugh when I see him running now because, you know, you remember the Suarez at Liverpool and Barca, yeah. and it's just a shadow of himself. Mother Nature is caught up. But, but listen... They're out, they got things that went against them, but let's be honest, a decent team against them, they would have been sitting in, defending for their lives, cannon fodder. Did you feel sorry for Luis Suarez? <laughs> no, well, you know, it's kind of a revenge. It's funny, it's against Ghana, so it's kind of against. Yes, kind yeah, of a revenge. The, the, the fans in the stadium ago. were loving it. That's, that's crazy life, you know, a smash you's back, you know, at some point. Um, yeah, you always feel sorry for, for any player because when, they, when they, they feel that they wanted to go through and they don't achieve something, when you see somebody crying, if you don't feel sorry for him, you know, you're not a human being. I don't. No, I don't. Well, you know, I mean, well, I who said well, that you well, were well, a human well, being? No, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm sorry. No, but you mean, yes, like Lukaku. I felt sorry for Lukaku yesterday because yeah, he felt the, he felt the weight as of a player who, all right, I'm going to say he's in his prime and he is, but he's not been fit. But he felt the weight of a guy who had missed three or four good chances. Suarez is part of a team who haven't played well enough and who have gone out and he's upset because it's probably going to be, well, it's going to be last his last one. World Cup. I mean, he can hardly, he can hardly lift a leg now. But I, I, it, that's part and parcel. I, I felt sorry for Lukaku because he felt the actual weight of missing those chances. Personally responsible. Yeah. Luis Suarez is just, hey, everybody's career comes to an end. It's, it's part and parcel. Can I feel sorry for Cavani? Because I love him. <laughs> no, I think he's a fantastic player right. and uh, he almost scored and yes. uh, yeah, yeah, he's a guy that I will always remember as a, as a great uh, player and also a great guy. Oh, know, okay. So, right. so I, 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 I feel sorry. For him. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. Well, that, yeah. Thank you. Well, well, yeah. Any more friends, mate? Uh, anybody else? Any more friends you want to be sorry for? I mean, we've got, how many players are at this tournament? Hundreds. Uh, Nadem, looking at it from a South Korea perspective, I'm done. <laughs> how far can they go? That's a great question. That really is a great question. I think overall in the performance that they've had, they've, they've looked quite good, but they seem like they've just had something missing. And as you go out into the knockout rounds, you know, you're going to come up against sides who could maybe punish you that bit more. And I don't really see them going much further, but then at the end of the day, like the scenes in which they showed at the end, firstly when the when the goal from Huang went in and you saw all the bench running towards him, you know, you're going directly across the pitch, somehow that's normal now. And then with the tears at the end from people like Son, who, you know, we see him playing week in, week out in the Premier League, and you think, well, he wouldn't be flustered by just making it to the round of 16. Well, of course he was. You know, these are big moments for them. You wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily write them off straight away because at the end of the day, they are a good side and they have qualified for the round of 16. But you see why they probably won't be favoured going forward. But to mention, to talk about Suarez, sorry. I think the bit which we're missing here, where probably some people would feel sorry for him, and I think I'd feel sorry for a player in his position, is the fact that he was helpless on the sideline. So in the moment where like somebody who's really passionate about playing for the national side sees something change, you'd much rather be the person on the field who tries to address that problem. But instead, it's almost like you get a chance to watch the slow death of not just your career, but your nation at the tournament itself. And to some, that's painful. And I won't necessarily mention it from a Suarez perspective, but for a player to see that, I'm sure that's very tough. 
Uh, we'll be looking ahead to uh, Brazil against South Korea a little Still later on. Sorry for me. <laughs> a little later on in Aiden, the show. We're uh, just human beings, that's it. Uh, just a reminder, if you ever miss a show, you can download our daily podcast, which is available over on the website. Uh, plenty of bonus material there for you as well, including, of course, uh, extra time and some stuff that we don't have time to talk about on the show. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, ESPN FC on ESPN Plus is presented by the all-new Honda CRV Hybrid as we focus on the final group to be concluded, of course, earlier today. Uh, again, there was drama. Uh, Brazil put out a reserve side. Cameroon would beat Brazil by one goal to nil, but they are still out because Switzerland beat Serbia 3-2. This was a brilliant match, wasn't it? Who do we feel sorry for in this one? Tadic? Oh. Milinkovic-Savic, who, who, who have we got the handkerchiefs out yeah. for this one, Frankie? Where do we go <laughs> first here? We go I don't even know. No, let's go, no, let's go Serbia first, because it was, it was well, a great game. It was a fantastic game. Serbia went 1-0 down, and I thought that was it, because I don't think Serbia's been particularly great. But then they come rolling back and go 2-1 up, yeah. and at the time I'm thinking, these are not only going to win, they're going to score more goals. And then the whole thing just flipped again, starting yeah. the second half. And Switzerland come back, scored two great goals, and then there was eleven bookings in this game. Yeah, I mean there was there was some fireworks going on. It was right up until the end as well. Well, there's a history oh, there here, isn't yes. there? I mean, yeah. the Swiss, sorry, yes. the, the Albanian connection to Switzerland, and, and yeah. obviously yeah. there was a former Yugoslavia. But Switzerland were they're a controlled side, aren't they? Mm. They got a bit more experience, a bit more quality, and I, and I think one of the big issues for the, over the course of this tournament for uh, Serbia. Not the only issue, but the, is the fitness of, of Lavic. You know, he scored a great goal along yeah. with Mitrovic. Mitrovic's header was great. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, 40-odd goals last year for Fulham. Big lad, not the most mobile. Great header. Vlavic, a good finisher. Vlavic is the most talented, you could argue, Malinkovic-Savic, but Vlavic is the most talented player they have. The front man that's going to maybe partner Mitrovic or... Whatever, you know, play alongside, play behind them, whatever they could mix and match. He's not fit. I mean, the front three is just, just tied each as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ability in yeah. it. It's just not been fit for this tournament. But that third, how good was that winning goal? Well, that's, that, 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 that's fantastic. I mean, the, the, I don't know what you call that, you know, what they, what they did with the heel. Yes. And that was absolutely great. And, uh, and uh, it's Freuler who, who scored. I mean, that, that's a great, that was a great move. I think, as you said, Switzerland was in, were in control. And Serbia they lost their nerves the right. last 20 minutes. Right. Maybe they would have kept, you know, their, the, 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 the concentration that they needed. Maybe they would have come back, maybe. Because, they are, as you said, they have the talent and suddenly mm. they can turn the game. Uh, but they lost the, the control of their minds and, uh, and Switzerland used, used their, their experience. 
Shaka was in the middle of a big fight. Yeah. I thought it would be almost red carded. Yeah, I know. That would, Sha- would have doing? been stupid. Well, he's, yeah. he's smart now, though. He's, he, he starts it all off, but then... Just, then he escapes. Just, yeah, he gets himself <laughs> out the road, and then other people get pulled I'm into I'm not it. sure he's that smart, Stevie. Well, I mean, previously, he, he would have got sent off. Yeah, but you're talking about he's, a leper not changing his spots. And I know he's, he's impro- <laughs> I know he's improved at Arsenal. He got involved. In, I would say it was more the keeper yeah. to start with. That's, but then what you're through... You're, you're an older player now. When the keeper, the big guy at six foot seven, starts manhandling and all the other guys come in, walk away. Right. He walked away and then he went back. He yeah. walked away and then he went back. He kept going back. And by the way, when it was all said and done, when he was walking back for the free kick or whatever to be taken, he was still mouthing away right. to Mitrovic. Even at the end of the game. Yeah. To Mitrovic. Yeah, and now, there's a gesture as well off. to the bench. Now, that can be, be a str- that can yeah. be a... It's an awful... That's the point, isn't it? No, the point is, it, it could happen and might, it might mean he misses a quarter-final if they get there. The guy just doesn't yeah. learn. I mean, he's slightly better, but he's not learning. Nadim, I thought that first half was one of the best first halves that we'd seen this entire tournament. Yeah, it's, it certainly was. It's a very, very enjoyable game. I think, for me, like I had Switzerland coming out of the group, and the way that they've played throughout the three games, you can see certain parts of it, why they are they will be rather a dangerous side in that next stage. And I think going up against the Serbian side who, you know, had to go and try and win the game, it made for an exciting clash. And I think as well, I think there were seven yellow cards given to the Serbians in the second half. So even though Shaka is, you know, winding people up, maybe he won that particular battle, but I think the game ultimately went a little bit west for the Serbians. The moment that third goal went in from Freuler and what a goal it was, mm. because for Serbia, they knew they needed to score two. Having to win a game 4-3, is a tough position to be in at World Cup. But interestingly, for Serbia themselves, they finished bottom of the group as the top scorers. But unfortunately for them, they're also the team that's conceded the most amount of goals. So they would have felt they were in with a chance, but ultimately they just didn't do enough through those three games. They have a, they have a fantastic vertebral colon, Switzerland, with Sommer, Akenji, Shaka, uh, you have Mbolo at front. Mm. I mean, that's, that's a hell of, 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 of a vertebral colon. Yeah, and they, a they, spine. They, they, a spine, thank you. And, uh, oh, sorry, the, 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 real, the real word. I think you can go very far with that kind of, uh, kind of uh, team, and uh, especially that spine, uh, because, I mean, they, you can feel that with Shakiri on top of it, bringing his experience, that he can go far like they surprised France, you know, in the yes. last European Championship because of that. They have everything, a little bit of everything. I don't think they're going to win the World Cup, <laughs> but I really think that they can trouble many, yeah. many They've teams. got Portugal uh, next yeah. Well, so yeah. That'll be, that'll be an interesting class. We'll yeah. talk about that a bit later on. There was a scenario that Cameroon could have actually qualified today. If they'd beaten Brazil 2-0 and Serbia had got the equaliser, it would have been Cameroon who would then advance. They beat a Brazil reserve side by one goal to nil. Uh, Abubakar scoring late on. He'd already been booked, took his T-shirt off, would receive a a second yellow. Uh, It was the friendliest red card, I think. No, but the thing is, which is crazy, what is crazy is, as you said, you needed two goals. You score one goal, get the ball in the net, go back and try to score another goal. What do you want to? What do you want to celebrate for? It wasn't you just one scored pass. against Brazil at the World yeah, Cup. It wasn't it, one uh, person actually. The, okay, Bubakar scores a goal, so you can you can maybe say, okay, his his head's gone because he scored the goal right. against Brazil. Okay, but sh- even the manager wasn't trying to get the ball and get them back to the halfway line. They were all too busy celebrating when they needed another goal. And nobody seemed bothered. Not one of them. What is, what even a Bubakar, after he gets the red, he's walking off with the biggest smile. He's got scored against Brazil. He's got the winning goal. If they don't get another one, they're out. But they're out anyway. Serbia didn't equalise, did they? Yeah, but they didn't know that at the time. Oh, I mean, it was just them, crazy. Just enjoy the moment. Listen, it's, it's, it's scored against it's Brazil funny. reserves. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> exactly. All right. Wow. All right. All right. Now, it was a good thing to score against Brazil, for sure. It's a moment. Celebrate, but maybe after the game. <laughs> Did you get medals for scoring against Brazil or something? No, but you always remember that moment, don't you, scoring against Brazil? Not if you're out. Winning goal. I think yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Yeah. Listen, um, a big deal, Naden, that, that Brazil lose this? Uh, I don't think so. With the amount of changes they made, it's probably not. I think you'll know the team for the next round and you'll see something very, very familiar. The one or two players for Brazil I thought did well today, but 
overall. I, d I don't think that Cameroon were essentially like knocking the door down throughout the entire match, and it was a no. bit of a strange performance. But, you know, if I can talk about that Bubakar goal, it's so interesting. You know, he scores that goal, and this is my thing. I think strikers, kind of like goalkeepers, are a little bit weird. So he scores that goal, <laughs> he throws his shirt off, he knows he's going to get sent off, lifts his shirt up to show to, show to the crowd, oh, look at me. I am Abubakar, like, and just in case the ref was curious as to whether he took his top off, here is Abubakar showing him, yeah, I definitely took my top off, here it is. And anyway, if they would have gone, on, gone through the, uh, into the next round, he would have been suspended. So realistically, what is he doing? It's one of the yeah. weirdest moments I've seen. And when you saw the goal go in, you would have thought they're definitely through. They're 100% through. But instead, there were two more goals that needed to happen, and now they're doing it with 10 men. I, honestly... Attackers, I don't understand them at all, honestly. By the way, we, should, we shouldn't forget, we're talking about Brazil losing this game. The man of the match was the Cameroon goalkeeper. Right, yeah. So, yeah. It, it was one of those games where they just couldn't get a ball past them. Right. Brazil losing Portugal. And it was Brazil's losing. reserve team. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. No, they made changes. When you win the group, you make changes. That's right. That's, that's only fair. Yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you? You'd get yeah. another Neymar, would you? Another two or three Neymar scenarios for your first team players? Right. Yeah. As long as it doesn't change, you know, and you're not... You know, changing the, the, the possibility of for a team to, to go through because you put the, uh, the substitutes. Why not? Fine. That's what you want. Why not? Well, okay, you don't so care. Okay, you don't care, but I think no, I think you could argue that went through because Portugal made the change. That's their business. It's not. Uh, it's your job as a manager. No, of course you, you do whatever you want. You have a right to rest players, so you do that. Right. It's it's sad if you see that it changes something behind you. But I understand what France did. The Portugal did. Spain, they got, uh, they, they had some, uh, some fears, and, and, and Brazil, that's only fair. You go to manager and say, well, if you change six or five or six players, the chances are that will affect the rest of the group. Or you can play your top team, and you lose two or three of your stars, yeah, possibly suspension, injury for the next round. What you're going to do, it's not your job to worry about the other teams in the group. You've done your business. Now you can make the decision that you want to make. So the bracket is now complete. We know every single match will be played in the knockout stages. Uh, let's take a look at the two that we, we know now will take place. Uh, Brazil will take on South Korea. Portugal against uh, Switzerland. Uh, let's start off, shall we, with what? Portugal against Switzerland? Yeah. Yeah? What? I, I fancy Switzerland. Really? Yeah. I, I, it's, not, I'm, it's not that Portugal are not talented. Of course they are. But uh, it's still in the memory what, how dogged Switzerland were against France a couple of years, 18 months ago, whatever it was. And I think they're, they're, they've got a mix of power, aggression, experience, mm. uh, some legs in the midfield as well. Rodriguez down that left flank. Uh, Embolo, obviously, big, powerful striker in good form up front. Uh, I think it's a pretty 50-50 game for me, but I'm just going for the pragmatism. Of Switzerland. Well, I find the pragmatism more on the Portuguese side, you know, in the way where... Right. What about your spine? The spine of what? Portugal? Switzerland. Oh, Switzerland, yeah, but it's full of details, you know, you never know what can happen in life and, and football. <laughs> I, I, I think Portugal have shown since 2016 where they didn't have a great European Championship, but they went through and win, won against France because of the pragmatism that they, that they showed. They, they, it wasn't spectacular, but it was very effective. And... Uh, Again, it's 50-50 for me to say who's going to win. I will go for Switzerland because I prefer the way Switzerland plays. Okay. But it's a really open game. I mean, I don't disagree with anything that the two of you Oh, that's said. good. Go on then. But I'm going to go with <laughs> Portugal. Just, just, be, just, to just be because a... of the talent. The talent level's high. Right. It's, really, it's a really tight call. But because of the talent level, I think Portugal has more talent around the field. I think Portugal does it. Nadam? Yeah, I'm going to go for Portugal, but I agree with what the guys are saying. It feels very 50-50, but the talent is there. And would you be surprised if uh, Ronaldo manages to score that goal and equal Eusebio at this round? So, yeah, I'll, I'll go for them, but it's ultimately a toss-up at the end of the day. And Brazil to take on South Korea, maybe not quite as close, not quite as 50-50, Stephen? I think we'll go with Brazil. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think comfortably you got to go with Brazil. They're rested, obviously, as well. Yeah, and you and you and you do have you do have to look at how South Korea have played this tournament. You know, I think they were fortunate that they came up against a Portugal side that was a reserve team, pretty much. Right. And and they just managed to edge it. 
and everything else fell into place for them. So you can't not go for Brazil. You can't. Yeah. Of course, you have yeah. to go for Brazil. Yeah. But if Brazil doesn't take that game seriously, right? Surprise can uh, can come out. No, I think I, I think they'll take it seriously. <laughs> they have to. Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. Uh, Nadam. Brazil. Brazil. Looking forward to that semi-final. Brazil. Argentina. There we go. Uh, Nadam, that's Ooh. it from you. Thank you very much. As always. When do you leave? Because your Shaka's going over there, isn't he? When do you pass the baton to uh, Shaka? Yeah, Tuesday morning. Uh, Tuesday morning, I'm going to make sure that the room's nice and tidy for him, make sure Seb is there to greet him, and he can oh. just fall in line and do whatever, whatever I did beforehand and uh, take it forward. Look after little Sebby. Clean your plate before leaving. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what an arrival that is, walking into your room, having somebody like still banging their head on the wall talking about Mexico. <laughs> Four, five days after the fight. Tato Martino should have done this. Uh, he's got, a, he's got a, a, a cardboard cutout of Tato Martino. <laughs> uh, Nadam, as always, uh, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Well, the knockout stages start in some style, don't they, tomorrow as the U.S. take on the Netherlands. We learned today, of course, that Christian Pulisic will start that game, despite Dr. Stevie Nichols saying there was no chance yeah. after the victory they got against Iran. He was confirmed fit. He will be able Doesn't to... Doesn't mean play. he's 100%. No, but... It, well, but he's it, Captain America. He's got superpowers. There now. you go, you well, see. Right. Uh, that means uh, he will play. Nice. Yeah, well, he's not moving well there. Uh, he, spoke, Come on. he spoke to Sam Borden as it is time Looks a bit for our me. camp report, which is brought to you by Modelo. He's definitely carrying something. Christian Pulisic has been the face of U.S. soccer for years. He was part of the group that missed out so painfully on the World Cup in 2018. And because of that experience, he said repeatedly leading into this World Cup that he would never take moments like this for granted. On the eve of what's going to be the biggest game of his professional career, he sat down with us to talk about a number of things, including a goal he'll always remember for a number of reasons. So let's go back to the goal, I mean, it seems like an incredible mix of emotion, positive emotion about scoring, but also physical pain. Can you describe what those moments leading up to making contact with the ball was and then what happened afterwards? Yeah, I mean, a great ball across from Weston and, and you know, when, you know, Serge gets in that area, I know the ball's gonna be in front of the goal, so I uh, just had to, you know, book it, try to get in front of that defender, and uh, luckily I was able to do so, and, you know, I didn't even think about, um, you know, taking a hit or, or, you know, being brave. I just, oh, I just wanted that goal. I wanted to get there in time um, for the chance that the ball would arrive, and sure enough, it did. And uh, yeah, of course, once it happened, it was a strange moment because it was, it was extremely painful, but, um, you know, it was all worth it, of course, to get the goal. Were you able to celebrate like internally or was the pain physically so overwhelming? Um, I mean, 
it was a bit of an, a weird moment for me because like there wasn't really guys like going like celebrating around me they were kind of like oh you know what happened you know making sure I was okay so it wasn't much of like a celebration but I knew once I figured out that like okay the goal counted and it stood I didn't know with offsides with anything nowadays um, once I you know obviously there was a big joy there but it was kind of a it was a strange it was a strange one for sure without the big celebration and being able to you know enjoy that moment this is the the, the moment that you've been pointing to for years, it feels like. I'm sure you've been dreaming about it for even longer than that. How does it compare to what you imagined? Uh, I mean, it's everything and more, to be honest. Um, to be in the World Cup knockout stage, um, to be here representing my country, um, it's absolutely what I dreamed of. So I'm, I'm so proud. Um, but I, uh, you know, when I look back on this experience, I want it to, to last as long as it can, and I want to just keep moving on and uh, you know make this something that we look back on for the rest of our lives and, and be extremely proud. Let's take a look at the predictions then. Um, only Frank has got the US going through mm. on penalty shootouts. Yeah, I after, think after one one after 120 minutes. After considering Frank's prediction so far in this tournament, it's not boding well. It's is not it? good. So, no, he's getting he's getting good. It's getting good, guys. It's getting good. Yes, it's getting very good. Oh uh, yeah, it could be much worse. <laughs> okay, let's get more on this uh, on this game then, shall we? Join the Football Americas crew, Seb Salazar and Hercules Gomez. Thank you very much, Dan. Thrilled to be joined by Pascal Kamperman, our colleague from ESPN Netherlands. Let's get to some medical information first yes. about this game. We hear that there's a flu running through this Dutch team. Yeah. What's up? Well, exactly. It's not really a flu, I think. Um, there are some concerns about Frankie de Jong. He mm -hmm. was a little bit ill last week. Uh, he told himself he had a sore throat. Uh, yesterday, Martin de Roon also said, well, I do have a little problem with my nose. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't breathe very well. So a lot of players do have problems with air conditioning, yeah. I think. They go into a uh, training, uh, training site and uh, 35 degrees, something like that. Then they go back to the hotel, uh, 12 degrees, mm -hmm. something like that. And, and they do have a lot of problems with uh, air conditioning. And so it, I don't think it's really a flu. Okay. Could be an edge for the U.S. I, ho I, I do hope it's really not. Well, yeah. if you think about the one place where the U.S. men's national team does have an edge over this Netherlands team, it's physically. Yeah. It's the way they can run you into the ground, especially in that midfield. So if you have a Frankie de Jong who's not at 100% yeah. physically, that could hamper his ability to deal with physically again because technically it's something else. They're... The Netherlands will outmatch you technically. They yeah, will move right. the ball and, and possess it on you. But if you could take that away by running them into the ground, yeah. you have an edge. And that's exactly why I'm a little bit concerned about it. Because uh, if they do have some physical problems, uh, we saw in the group stage that they are not very energetic. And it was always, they are struggling a lot. And if you can't breathe, right. well... It, it, it will not be much better in this game, I think. We talked about it uh, last night on Football Americas. How would you describe how the fans back home feel about this matchup and facing this U.S. team and maybe how they feel about this Dutch team overall? Well, first of all, I have to say there, are, uh, there, are, there were a lot of discussions going on before the tournament started because the place, uh, Qatar, Doha and everything around it. So uh, th that's why they are not so enthusiastic about the tournament at all. Mm. Uh, first three games in the group stage, well, they didn't play very well. It was a little bit boring, so mm -hmm. people in Holland are a little bit pessimistic. Really? And, well, uh, first game, there were, I think, 5 million people watching the game, some, something like that. I don't know exactly the figures, but something like that. Uh, the third game, it was 3 million, I wow. think. Wow. So they lost a lot of them. They lost a lot of interest. <laughs> well, yeah. When you look at the U.S. men's national team, it's almost the exact opposite because this is a yeah. team that's coming in carefree. Uh, their first game, they had 20 million viewers in the United States, and it's picking up steam as they advance. And you mentioned Netherlands not playing well against the likes of Senegal. There was two Mendy errors that led to the victory there. Yeah. And against Ecuador, I actually thought Ecuador was the better team. And what the U.S. men's national team can do uh, is play with that pressure because yeah. they will be carefree. So that means a Christian Pulisic, a Timothy Weah, free-flowing attack and maybe not being so much in their head, knowing that they have that cover at that very dynamic and physical midfield in Tyler Adams. Yunus Musa and Weston McKinney can play to their benefit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm not sure about the game tomorrow, of course, uh, uh, but I, I think maybe it's 50-50, something like mm. that. Uh, and it, it will be a, t a real tough one for the Netherlands. Real tough. From your perspective, what is the strength of this Dutch team? 
Well, they are quite solid. Uh, defensively, they are doing very well. Not very well. They are doing okay, yeah. I think. Uh, they've uh, only given up one goal. They're doing okay. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Virgil van Dijk, of course, is a good defender. Nathan Ake, player of Manchester City, mm -hmm. is doing very well at the moment. So, no problems about that. But they do have some problems, I think, in the midfield. Mm -hmm. Frankie de Jong, no question about him. But the position besides him, it's the Louis Verhaal switched that player a lot. Every game. Every game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every game. Um, and up front, of course, we do have problems. Uh, Cody Gakpo is playing very well. Scored three times every game. One with his left, uh, right. One with his left, left and the one perfect with his hat trick. Yeah. yeah, exactly. In three games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but Memphis was injured for a long time, and he's not not on his regular level again. So we have to see how he's doing in this game. And there are a lot of players struggling because they didn't play very well at the clubs before the tournament. And yeah, they're still looking for the best way to do it. What about the goalie? Andries Noppert. Yes. Noppert. Noppert. I'm glad you pronounced just, that. You, you didn't know him before. I, no, I didn't know him before <laughs> no, no. because he hasn't played he very much. Him before. No, 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 no. Well, I actually asked somebody how you pronounced it, and they sent me your voice recording of how you pronounced <laughs> oh, it. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, he's a tall guy. Uh, Are there some, some concerns there? No. I, I, in my opinion, I, I, I don't have concerns really? about him. No, because he is... Uh, uh, yeah, well, he's, he's with both of his feet on the ground... Mm. He, he, he doesn't get nervous about anything, I think. So, uh, of course, he does not have any experience. Now, when you mean any experience... Nothing. 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 This is his first this game. Is his this first is first game. Yeah. <laughs> he, he made his debut in the national team on the World Cup. <laughs> Can you imagine it? Yes. <laughs> Pascal, what would the reaction be back home if the Dutch go out to the United States here? Wow. Um, well, of course, everyone is disappointed. Uh, well, Louis Vergaal said before the tournament, quarterfinal, that's our goal. Okay. No, sorry. Uh, we have a big chance to win the World Cup. But finally, quarterfinal is, is the main goal. So when they go out in the round of 16, yeah, it's, it's, it's very disappointing, of course. Listen, uh, the Netherlands are a better team. Right. On paper, uh, they're current form, if you will, because if you look at they won their group, mm -hmm. only one goal scored on them. Yep. There's no question about the talent, even their coach, legendary coach. But this is a team that Ecuador exposed them physically. Exactly. You can hurt them. That three in the back is very solid, but behind Blind and behind Dumfries, there There's is space, space to exploit. These are two very good defensive teams. It's really about taking your chances against a very special, talented yeah. team with the ball. I do think there are moments, pockets, where the U.S. men's national team can hurt them. Whether they win or not is a different story, but this Netherlands team can be hurt. Yeah, and, and, and well, they always have some problems with uh, teams like USA and Australia and teams with a lot of fighting spirit and a lot of energy, energy and uh, well especially when you saw the group matches of the Netherlands they had a l lack of energy mm -hmm. so th that could be a big problem I think so we started this segment with a look at everybody's predictions back in studio everybody back in studio is picking the Dutch with one exception you're never gonna guess who it is Frank LeBeouf oh, he's been a little no, ice cold on Frank. his picks he's been a little <laughs> bit ice cold on his picks but he's got the US advancing on penalties so let's get predictions here on the desk what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, like I said, uh, it, it's for me it's 50-50. Uh, it's it's really hard. 1-1, uh, regular time, extra time, penalties, 5-4 Netherlands. Ooh, there it is. You're going wow. penalties, 5-4 Netherlands. But he's literally saying by, the, know, yes, by the narrowest of margins. Yes. Andries Noppert will save. One will have a save in one There penalty. it is. Okay. Yes, there it is. Um, when you look at how well these two teams defend, mm -hmm. it really can be just that one goal. And I look at how Ecuador was able to yeah. hurt this Netherlands national team. They scored two goals. One was called back, and then they hit the crossbar. I do feel in transition, if you can be smart, especially with the way the midfield is for the U.S. men's national team, how they can just ran you ragged, you will have opportunities. If they could take that one, I, I'm going 1-0 USA. Okay, so ESPN United States picking Ooh. United States, ESPN Netherlands. Of course. Picking Netherlands. <laughs> Dan, we send it back to you. Thank you very much, guys. Be sure to check out Football Americas tomorrow. What a show that is going to be as they reflect on that clash against the Dutch.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. That's one of two games that we'll see tomorrow. The second one, maybe a little easier to call. Argentina taking on Australia. Argentina 12 to 1 on. You have to put $12 on to just win $1. Uh, this is what Leckie had to say going into the clash from an Australian perspective. We've got no pressure. We just need to enjoy the moment, enjoy the occasion. No one expects us to win, so let's shock the world. It's going to be a difficult game playing against probably the best footballer ever to grace the game, but it's 11 against 11 there's not 11 messies there's one so, well said having yep. said all that what's everyone's predictions Perfect. argentina uh to win three nil says me and stevie uh craig's going for two you've got uh, australia scoring a goal frank yeah uh two one we will of course be back tomorrow to reflect on the game between the dutch and the usa and argentina against australia be sure to join us at 6 p.m eastern here Uh, meanwhile, there's championship football tomorrow. Uh, preceding all of that, at the Stadium of Light, Sunderland take on Millwall. Uh, that game live here on Plus at 7.30 Eastern. Uh, that is it. And uh, there will be a special show by the special edition of ESPN FC tomorrow, 8 a.m. live on ESPN2. Uh, Craig Burley will be there. Oh. Yeah. Uh, hmm? Just going to sleep here. Uh, yeah, just sleep here. Uh, Shaka, Kay, uh, Casey Keller, of course, looking ahead to the big clash against the Netherlands. And then we'll be returning uh, and, here. And Statler and Waldorf. 6 p.m. Oh, yeah. From Qatar. Right, okay, yes. Yeah, those two. and Erg will be there as well. Uh, be sure to stay tuned, meanwhile, as X. Extra time is next. This is FC Extra Time brought to you by Globen. Hello, welcome into the studio. Thank you as always for your tweets. Stevie, Frank, Craig alongside me. Which round of 16 tie are you most looking forward to, Frank? Can you remember which ones they are? Not really. England, Senegal, France against Poland. We, of course, learn it'd be Brazil, South Korea. Tomorrow you've got... Also I think the Netherlands against the uh, uh, United States. Yes. It's going to be interesting. Yep. Because I don't see the others. There is a clear favourite for me on the other games. Okay. Well, no, I want to see Morocco-Spain. Morocco-Spain. That would be interesting it's as well. It's a bit 50-50. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'll still, I'll still, I'll still go for the Netherlands. Let's, one day after one day. Okay. I mean, but one day at a time. They're doing their time. Germany. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't like. I cause I asked some French from Germany. They won't be happy with what you just said. Oh, you know. Can you tell? Can tell them. Phone them. Yeah. Tell them. Oh, no. Tell them I said the right. Do you have somebody who likes you in the, that planet? Or? What, 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 what are you looking forward to, Siri? My dog. Senegal. <laughs> yes, because you want to see Senegal win. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Not the English out. Yep. Yes, Yourself? please. Which uh, of the eight? Sorry. Which of the eight you looking forward to? England. England, Senegal as well. Yeah. There we go. Good. Just to see if it's the easy bracket again. Uh, <laughs> well, you, it's not well, well, it's, it's going to be France or Poland then after that, isn't it? Poland? I mean, knowing England's lot, somehow Poland will get a result. Right. Yeah, let's see. That'd be good. And, and, and I want Senegal to be in England. Well, why? Uh, because, you know, before Sadio Mane got injured, I thought they could go very far. And I still... According to what I saw, that they, st they still can go very well. How far did you have them going? 
Uh, I think water or semi. I don't Definitely not semi. No, not, not semi. Because no. Canada, Canada. There's only two berths in the semi. <laughs> in semi, there are only two games in semi final. Well, there was only two teams left. left. There's only two left. Uh, to that, that point, while well, Frank definitely got his predictions wrong, can't we argue that he at least got the spirit of the World Cup right in going for the upsets? Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I, the beauty of football oh, yeah. is that nothing is defined. I love that um, Australian player what he said about there is only one Messi. I tell you what, why don't we just, do? I tell you what, why don't we just go for Australia Wales final? We're done with <laughs> it. <laughs> Iran Wales. Uh, it's not what I said. It said, it said no, I'm not talking. I'm according talking to, to what we saw, I made a list of eight games of where you know, <laughs> eight games, eight <laughs> games. Not around, you, not you would have said, <laughs> okay, Argentina is going to smash Saudi Arabia. Tuni- uh, no, France is going to smash was, Tunisia. I wasn't up for that game. I don't care. I didn't see it. <laughs> doesn't count. Like, it doesn't count. I never. There was no prediction for that game. Did you actually use that during the show? Then, yes, I said yes, that it was eight games. He mentioned it on more than one occasion. Yeah, many times. I said no team with nine or. France, Spain, Brazil, Portugal, you know. Is there anything interesting on there? No. You, know, you need okay. to do some your homework. Uh, uh, thoughts on Abubakar taking the red for taking off his shirt. I'm oh, sure if I beat Brazil in a dime minutes, I'd do the same regardless. Can anybody remember going. when all this nonsense started taking your jersey off? Right. Because why would you even think about taking And you know your you're going to get a yellow card. You know that. It's Yeah. So, so when you scored your hatchery against Newcastle, the instinct wasn't to no, whip the old shirt off. absolutely. What was no. it out for? No. Did you oh, have wait, a big, is a sheet? Did you have, <laughs> a, did you have a big belly? It's why you don't want to show... No. There was no muscles at all, that. <laughs> no, but just seriously, when did this all start? Did you ever take your shirt off in celebration? Nope. No? No. 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 I think, I think um, it's... it's it, because it's, it's stupid for one reason. You have somebody who give money to the club at the beginning of the season to have his name, which is not the case for, 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 for the I'm national team. I'm going to say, don't bring this up, Frank, because he told me this earlier. No, but I think it's interesting because <laughs> if I'm the chairman, I mean, of, a, the only one, if I'm a chairman of a club and I see one of my players scoring a goal and taking his shirt off where I have a contract with a company who put his name on the shirt mm. and you don't see because you guys takes his shirt off, right. you don't see the name of the company right. no and the company comes, the well, the co- no, of course, but I'm, right. we are talking about clubs and if it happens to me, I say to one of my team, what the hell are you doing? You're right. going to get a yellow card, the sponsor doesn't see the, the, his name, he's going to complain, you're going to be fine. I mean, that's a very nice way to, uh, to well. And what did he say to you? Shut up, Frank. No, he agreed with me. That was a, that was a very smart person, unlike you. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, which team do they consider the unluckiest to miss the round of 16, and which team do they consider the luckiest to make the round of 16? Oh, we saw 43 um, games. We are completely lost. We don't remember anything. Poland. <laughs> you see? Yeah, they've got a bit of luck. They've been all oh, horrible. Yeah. How did they get? How did they get through again? Right. What was it? Was it goal difference? Uh, in the end, yes. I mean, how did they get through? Oh, right. yellow, it was yellow cards. No, it, it wasn't. Was... It wasn't yellow cards in the end, was it? Because somebody scored at some stage. It oh. wasn't. It wasn't fair play. So the luckiest or the unluckiest? Uh, oh. He's saying he's saying Poland are the luckiest. I don't remember. Who's the unluckiest? Well, you've got oh, it written down. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Write it down. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you got everyone else on that one. So definitely not Belgium. Yeah. Definitely not Germany. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely not Denmark. So, um, nice. I don't know, really. I don't Mexico? Know. Mexico. Because well, Poland were the luckiest. Right. Mexico were the ones that were unlucky because. In contrary, yeah. Okay, that's the good logic, Stevie. Voilà. Yes. Yep. Well do. done. We'll go with that. Yep, that'll do. Yeah, follow yep. to Stevie as well. For all, no team on all three group games has this been the most competitive World Cup ever. No, I don't know. I don't. It's got to be one of the most exciting group stages ever, isn't it? Yeah, yeah like, but like, the, no, there's so many dead rubbers you've been in the past. I mean, in years gone by, there's always been three or four games where you're like, there's not really any point. Sure. I don't remember a game like that this year. There was drama, right? And even if we did, like you could probably, you could maybe have said, well, maybe Argentina, Saudi Arabia, and then all of a sudden, then Saudi Arabia wins. Yeah. But I don't think there's been a game. Did you see the FIFA story that they were thinking about going to three teams? Uh, Yes, this is for the next World Cup. Time's not great. Time is not great, is it really, without the excitement in this? No, no, exactly. 48 teams. Yeah. That's very sad. Yeah, that, that's great like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been brilliant. Yeah. 48? Yeah. yeah. We are going to see dead rubbers. We're, we're going to see... 48 teams. Uh, Not because we, we just watched like 42 games, something like that? Yes. 
Yeah, there were some surprises and some exciting games, but we saw also some uh, very boring games. No? Yeah, but they were close. No, not in the, not in the, in the last round. I think um, there were many... Well, yeah, not fine. in the last round, fine, but fine, overall. Fine. Did you not say, though, even though they may say boring, but they were tight? Yeah, true. Has to be a weird World Cup in a sense. I mean, it's been quite exciting. Yeah. And notwithstanding the controversy of Qatar hosting it, blah, 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 is the fact that normally for a World Cup, like, you're in different cities. You're always from, you're it's always from each like, other. It's almost like, right, there's, they're playing over there, and there's yeah. a stadium over there, yeah. and there's a stadium there, and there's one there. It's like... It's been quick fire. Uh, boom, boom, boom. It's just, it's, it'd be weird not to be, tra- if you're there as a player, it'd be weird not to be travelling. Right. From like one part of the country. No, which is good. Yeah. But you prefer that, wouldn't you? Yeah. No, I'm just travelling. I'm just saying the, the feel. Right. Of being everyone so close. I don't know. It's not affected the football. You're looking at me. What's wrong? No, I'm France, really Paris, Bordeaux, Saint Etienne. Saint Etienne. Um, what have I said wrong? Saint Etienne. Saint Etienne. What? No, whatever. What do you know? It's a T hey. at the end, so you make the you don't know. <laughs> no, I swear you don't know. Going, going, going. Stevie, it appears that Dan is gang, an expert gang. at getting under your skin. Uh, Which player in your career had a similar effect? Can you repeat the question, please? Who wound him up when he was playing? Who made oh, him Hansen used to wind me up for fun. Who did? Hansen. Oh, your teammates? Ah, uh, he used to do me for fun. Yes, these are all the uh, pranks that he played on you. Uh, what about just... opposition? Would you let opposition players wind you up? No. They never got under your skin? No. Didn't bother you? No. I actually, I actually, I was lucky I learned my lesson very quickly when I went to Liverpool. Because when you got injured, when you were coming, if you'd been off for a, a, a decent period of time, when you came back, your first game would be for the A team on a Saturday morning. Okay. At the training ground. And I got injured and my first game back was against, uh, a, a, I can't remember the team, but it was full of scousers. Right. Right. And I, try, and I tried to give them a bit of lip, and they absolutely killed me. Right. I learned my lesson. Okay. So, so as soon as I said one thing, the rest of the game, right. they were lining up to, to, to give me pelters. So I learned, that was it. That was it. You Again, I'm like, you know what? No, so I learned my lesson very quickly. Um, Harry killed, obviously, your nemesis. Parker was a good guy, he was just uh, pretending, is why I kicked him, you know. <laughs> but, you know, um, it was many games I played against uh, David Beckham uh, when he was playing for Manchester United and also for the national team. Yeah. And every time we went into a fight, talking, uh, you know, <coughs> badly to each other. And He's it, a better actor, him or you? Well, so far, I guess it's me because I never seen him playing in a movie. So Have I, you not I seen the, the commercials that we're seeing? Oh, commercial is not movies. Right? It was good. It's good with um, with the quarterback with, uh, with Manning. Manning, uh, Peyton Manning um, is uh, is good. He does well. Uh, but it was funny that every game that he played, he had always his lawyer Gary Neville coming right. to uh, you know to right. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. You know, where we didn't need him. We know we were. And what did you say to him on those occasions? Hello. Uh, we don't need a sheriff, so. Right. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, Frank, as a Dane myself, I extend my country's sincere apologies for letting you down. Imagine how we feel here in Denmark. Sleep well knowing you're still a World Cup winner and please don't predict Denmark to win anything ever again, please. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Who have we got now to win the World Cup? Oh, South Korea? <laughs> now, so far, I would, I, would go, I would go between France and Brazil. Oh, what happened to the romance of the picks? Yeah. No, we, we, we are getting serious now. No? You had to go at everyone for being predictable when they picked Brazil. I learned my lesson, you know, I learned my lesson. I tried to be, wow. I tried that to be, not exotic, but I tried to be, you know, exotic. controversial. <laughs> I tried to be controversial and, and thinking that some teams could surprise. They are some teams, but they're not the one that I picked right. at first. So I think uh, Morocco can go very far. Um, and uh, You think they'll beat Spain? I think so. Wow. I think so. I think it's possible. Um, <coughs> Japan. What you can expect from Japan? What you can expect from Japan? Digging Frankie. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's what I said in the first place. Right. I was very happy for them, and I think okay, they well, can go far. Okay. But France and Brazil. Okay. What, two winners? He flicked that switch. Not two winners. Yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah. Can you have some question marks? You know about my the, the final. You know who's going to win. So because I yeah. wish they hadn't put Juricel in. I wish they put the cheap one in. <laughs> Just before. He said, "Yeah, you know what? 
if Uruguay doesn't go through, it's okay because, well, they wouldn't go far. It's right. what you said. Yes. So if you already know that you can't go far, what's the point to play? To play. So don't play. Just go home and we only play the final. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm up for that. Yeah. Well, okay, whatever. So in France, Paris Saint-Germain shouldn't play any game because they know they're going to win the league. Yeah. And Manchester City shouldn't play any game because they know they're going to win the league. Yeah. Well, so what the point to watch football? what you just said. Excuse me? You just said the opposite of what you were saying. No. You I'm said if you I'm don't think you can win, don't play. And then he said Paris Saint-Germain shouldn't play because they're going to win. No, he said, it's what he said. It's what Craig said that some teams shouldn't. It's no point that if they go through because they, of course they're not going to win the World Cup. So what the point to play those games? Right. Final question. I guess it, I was. Well, I, yeah, I didn't say that. But I'm saying they would have been out in the next round, Uruguay. Yeah. To Stevie, Probably. how's your diet going? <laughs> I didn't know you had a diet. I didn't know I was on one either. <laughs> wow. Well, I think it's I think it's plainly obvious. You can see that it's fallen off. There you go. So according to what I saw yesterday, we didn't. He, he, he didn't eat yesterday. No. Yeah. So, but I've got a diet. According to fine. what according to what he drank, right? It's almost like 1,000 calories. You know, the dinner. <laughs> so he's not on diet. Hey, Stevie. I'm not really bothered. There you are. I'm trying to enjoy myself. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, of course. If you're, if you're happy with that, I'm happy for you. I, was not, I didn't ask the question. Oh, no. Don't look at me like that. I'll kill over a happy man. Hi. <laughs> there we go. Hi. 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 Hi, not hi. 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 Like we say hi, we, we're in pain in French. We say hi. No. No. no that's no. O. No, no you say hi. Move really? on. Hi. <laughs> Okay, whatever. <laughs> that is it, we're done. Uh, yes, How do you say Gengel? Gengel. <laughs> okay, right. They will, you will speak, guys, you will speak French like I speak English. Right. We can that, talk about right, it. Are you okay. back tomorrow, Frank? Yes. Okay. And the day after. Oh, that, and you leave on Monday? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, you can have a rest on Monday, guys. Oh, there You're we go. You going to Qatar? No. Oh. Stay in France, Paris. Somewhere. Be sure to join us then tomorrow as we reflect on the US against Netherlands and Argentina, Australia. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.